Welcome to the Every Nation Rosebank Church Podcast. At our church, we honor God, make disciples, and transform nations. For more information about our church, visit everynationrosebank.org and don't forget to subscribe. Hello to you all and happy Father's Day to all the fathers in the house. And a shout out to the youth as we celebrated Youth Day. And what an amazing video, powerful video that was. Yo. And just a welcome to all the children who are joining us in this family service. Um, because we are going to talk about fathers and because it's Father's Day, I thought that I would take advantage of a captive audience and tell some dad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So... I don't know if you can see on my slide there, there's another slide, a few on there, um, where it says that on Father's Day, all dad jokes are funny. All right, so no rolling of the eyes, okay? I want to hear that laughter. So did you hear about the restaurant on the moon? There's great food, but no atmosphere. <laughs> and what do you call a fake noodle? Anyone know that? Anyone down here? Do you guys know? An imposter. <laughs> How many apples grow on a tree? Oh, five. Any advances on five? The answer is all of them. <laughs> and what did the grape do when he got, got stepped on? This is probably my favorite. He let out a little wine. <laughs> so apologies. I know Greg introduced me. Um, but I want to introduce myself and, and my family. Uh, my name is Graham Foxton, and I have been a son in this house for 30 years. Um, and what a privilege and a blessing it has been for me to be a part of this amazing family. Amazing what I have received from being a part of this body. And I want to introduce my family. It's just very much part of what I'm going to talk about tonight, but... Uh, that slide, you'll see my beautiful wife, Lauren. We'll be married uh, uh, 30 years next year. Um, my beautiful three girls there, Rebecca, Bethany, and Ruth, and my handsome son, Tim. And I do apologize for the photo. It's probably about 12 years uh, uh, out of date. Um, but, yeah, I, it was the best photo that we could find. Um, and as far as I am concerned, I am a son. I am a husband, and important for tonight's chat is I am a father. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time, Lord God. Father, we just thank you that you are the father of fathers. You are the perfect father. You are the extravagantly loving father. And I just pray that you would bless every father in this house, Father God. I pray that you would strengthen them in their innermost being. I pray that you would teach them and grow them. And I pray that our children would be blessed because of our loving dads in this church. Bless the speaking of your word. Amen. Amen. So, as you know, we start a series today called Fathers Matter. And indeed they do. And we are going to go straight to the word and read um, from Luke 15, verses uh, 20 to 24. And this is the story, what I'm going to call the story of the prodigal father. So... When he came to his senses, he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. 
He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And so they began to celebrate. I'm sure most of you know this story as the, fartigal, uh, the, the story of the prodigal son. But uh, I met with Pastor Quinton on Monday, and he was just telling me the meaning of the word prodigal. Um, I always thought that prodigal meant the naughty son or the runaway son. But in fact, prodigal means extravagant, wastefully generous. Another definition says this, having or giving something, a lavish, giving something on a lavish scale. And Jesus paints a picture of what our Father is truly like that he is the prodigal father. His love is lavishly extravagant. And he longs to pour his love on us. He longs for us to come to our, our senses and to begin a journey home, to turn and to stop trying to do everything on our own. He longs to embrace us. And even as we fumble with our apologies, he's already forgiving us. He's clothing us in his righteousness. And he begins to celebrate the return to the family. Is that your picture of the Father? Many struggle, for a lot of reasons, with a picture of God as a loving Father. If that is not your picture, I'm trusting that by the end of tonight, your view of your Heavenly Father will have shifted. For those who struggle, know this, that many before you who have struggled with the concept of a loving Father have pushed past their fear, mistrust, and trauma, and found Him to be exactly that extravagantly loving. So tonight we're going to look into four areas. Um, I'll go to the next slide there. Uh, the first is that children need their fathers, the importance of fathers. As fathers in South Africa that we've messed up, the stats prove this. They speak for themselves. From brokenness to redemption, I'm going to just share a bit of my testimony there. And then lastly, what does the Father heart of God look like? And right at the end, we're going to have some, a time for ministry. So I just really, whilst we, whilst we go through this talk, just check your heart. Just hear the Holy Spirit if he's prompting you uh, just to, to come and receive something from the Father tonight. Um, so essentially, we are talking about the relationship between children and their fathers and while not everyone is a father, everyone is a child, right? Um, and just a quick disclaimer is we're not saying that mothers don't matter. Of course they do. They are so absolutely vital in the raising of our children. But this series is going to focus particularly on fathers. The quality of our relationship between children and their fathers is anything from zero or non-existent right up to excellent and we all fit somewhere on this continuum. But despite where you would place yourself on this line, God intended fathers to play a vital role in a child's growth and development towards maturity. In the way they see the world, the way they view and experience God, and in how they relate to others. 
And I want to prove this to you. I'm going to show a couple of videos to you now, and uh, I'm going to share a story. So the first video, uh, if we can play that video. Yo, comedian Michael Jr. here. As you know, I just flat out enjoy doing comedy. But one of the things I love way more than that is being a dad. Not too long ago, I'm going through some video footage, and I run into this video of my youngest daughter being born. Now, of course, I was there. I actually took the video, but I had never really experienced it from this perspective before. Now, look, we're in the hospital room. She's uh, sticky, and she's baby and all that stuff, and she's in the middle of crying. And then I speak up. I start talking to her, and watch how she responds when she hears my voice. Okay, for look, look, I'm right here. It's okay, it's okay. I'm right here. I'm right here. We're doing just fine. It's okay. It's okay. I'm right here. Right here. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay, baby. It's okay. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> so check it. A few minutes later, uh, the nurse starts working on her, puts her pamper on her, and uh, I'm not saying anything. And she actually starts to cry again. Then I speak up. She hears my voice and stops crying like again. But I want you to notice what else happens after I tell her that I love her. Portland, it's okay. It's okay. It's good. It's good. It's good. I'm right here. I'm right here. I am right here. I love you. I love you. I love you. Yeah, I'm right here. I'm right here. It's okay. It's okay. That's just phenomenal. I'm like, whoa. Here's the thing. We'll always have times where we're not as comfortable, probably even to the point of tears, where life is just heavy. The key thing to do in those moments is to be still and listen for the Father's voice. Because he is trying to talk to you. And I can tell you what he wants you to know is that he loves you. All you got to do is open your eyes. Happy Father's Day. Amen. Amen. Just a very, I, I think it's an incredibly powerful, a powerful uh, testimony, really, of the power of a dad's voice. Uh, and right there, uh, from a baby. The second story I want to tell you is about James Dobson Sr. Many of you may have heard of James Dobson Jr. Uh, he was founder of a global ministry called Focus on the Family, um, which was basically Christian ministry for helping families over the years. And they've impacted literally millions and millions of people all around the world through radio, through TV, and through the numerous books that uh, Dr. James Dobson wrote. But this story goes about James Dobson Sr., and the fact that at the time when James Dobson, his son, was a teenager, that he had a prolific preaching ministry. And his calendar, his diary, was booked up 18 months in advance. And one day at the time, he got a call from his wife. And his wife said to him, the young James Dobson was showing signs of rebellion and that he needed his father. And would he come home and be a father to the young James Dobson. 
And James Dobson Sr. did exactly that. He cancelled all of his commitments 18 months into the future. He went home and he took a job as in a small church as a pastor and he was a father to James Dobson. And I believe that the prolific nature of what the, the people that James Dobson has actually impacted was God honoring that sacrifice of the father. So again, just that, that need for us as dads to self-sacrifice. And then if we can just play that, that last video, that'll be great. Isn't that amazing? Absolutely amazing. And so whether we are babies, whether we are teenagers, or whether we are young adults, children clearly need their fathers regardless of their age. They need to hear our voice. They need us to set aside our stuff to focus on them. They need our presence in the good and the bad of life. And they need us to model God and Father, God the Father and point them to him. Just to drill down a little bit deeper, a boy's first hero and a girl's first love is their father. And fathers and their daughters, what do, what do our sons and daughters get from us as dads? Young girls depend on their fathers for security and emotional support. A father is supposed to model to his daughters what a good relationship with a man is like. Generally speaking, if a father is loving and gentle, his daughter will look for these qualities in men when she is old enough to begin dating. If a father is strong and valiant, she will relate closely to men of the same character. Unlike girls who model their relationships with others based on their father's character, boys model themselves after their father's character. Boys will seek approval from their fathers from an early age. As human beings, we grow up imitating the behavior of those around us, especially parents. When a father is absent, Young boys look to other male figures to imitate, to set the rules for how to behave and survive in the world. So fathers influence the type of men our girls will end up relating to, and with boys, fathers influence the type of men our boys become. An incredible obligation on us men to be fathers to our boys and girls. A father's presence in their children's lives, girl or boy, is vital for their children's sense of identity and more specifically, 
their sense of significance, security, and self-worth. But, there's a big but. There's a big but. Us fathers have messed up, and particularly in South Africa, the stats speak for themselves. Just the stat on fatherlessness, a research study in 2016 showed over 2 million children grow up fatherless. That's with no dad. Absent dads, 2021 Stats SA study showed over 60% of fathers are absent from the lives of their children. That was 50% in 2016. It's about 12 million children growing up with absent fathers. This can be physically absent, limited contact, or present physically but emotionally spiritually and financially absent, and variations on this theme. Apartheid and colonialism have not been kind to us as a nation and decimated the family unit as God intended it. Broadly speaking, up to 60% of our fathers have abdicated their responsibility, whether willingly or not, towards their children in some form or another. And this does not come without consequence. Some of the fruit playing out in girls' and boys' lives in South Africa, teenage pregnancy. South Africa has one of the highest rates of teenage pregnancy globally. One in every four girls becomes pregnant before the age of 20. Child-headed households. A study done in 2006 showed that up to 1.3 million children live in child-headed households. Gangs, particularly in the Western Cape, are growing as these children and young adults Look for purpose, belonging, and affirmation. 50% of children entering the school system do not complete their education. In 2016, nearly half, 49% of young people aged 15 to 35, were unemployed. Around 5 million young people are living in households where nobody has a formal job. So the numbers continue to grow. And with many fathers missing action, the Abused become the abusers. The neglected become the next set of absent fathers. And the brokenness in families is reaching epidemic proportions. So how do we get off the merry-go-round of brokenness and disintegration of the family? And I want to ask you all a question. Is being a father easy? Is being a father easy? No, it's not. Um, I recently read a book called Home Run, and I want to share a little bit from this book because it amplifies this point so well. Uh, it really hit me between the eyes. Um, and the story is of childhood sweethearts uh, who, as they're coming out of high school, they fall pregnant. And Corey, the young man, a victim of his own father's abuse, abandons his pregnant girlfriend to go and pursue his own dreams. He leaves Emma at home to have the child and to raise the child on his own, on her own. Corey, back in town after 10 years, wants to be the child's father. And I'm just going to read the, this bit of the story for you. Just amazing. So, Corey, the dad, drunk as a skunk, says, Emma, stop. Listen to me. I've changed. I want to be Tyler's dad. She looked at him and wanted to make sure he heard what she was about to say. She wanted to make it crystal clear, to know that Corey got what she was going to tell him. For ten years she had wondered if this conversation would ever happen. She was ready. Really? Really? 
You want to be his dad? You were too scared to be his dad 10 years ago, but now you have somehow summoned your courage and you think you're ready to be Tyler's father. Yes, I... Oh no. Emma took a few steps closer so he could see her and hear her clearly. It takes courage to be a parent, Corey. It's sheer bravery to love a child, to care for him, to be there for him, to love him when he pushes you away. It takes courage to put your dreams on hold, to juggle your heartache and disappointments, while you, you pray for the wisdom to navigate the endless decisions and activities. Why are there so few amazing dads? It's not a simple answer or an all-encompassing one, but one of the reasons is because it's not easy to be a father. It is easy to hop into bed with someone and make a child, but to be a great father, as the home, story, home run story illustrates so well, it takes courage, it takes bravery, it takes self-sacrifice and wisdom. Not just once a day, but every day, every week, every month, every year, and year after year. So God calls us to be fathers. Why? To model what he is like and help point our children to him. It's my experience that when God calls us to do anything, that you will need him to get the job done. That means knowing him. Do you know him? So we want to point this in the right direction, all this brokenness. Uh, and I just want to share a little bit of my testimony, which is from one of, of redemption from brokenness. My brokenness was born out of a mother who tried to commit suicide when I was about three years old. My sister was about five. My parents' marriage was already on the rocks, and given the suicide attempt, my father got custody of me and my sister, which is quite an unusual thing back then. I did not see my biological mother for the next 18 years. My father, my father got remarried quite quickly to a woman who was emotionally abusive. My dad, while loving us in his own way, was dealing with his own brokenness and was emotionally absent and continues to struggle with addiction. You add to that the effects of a second divorce and growing up in a home devoid of love and affection, and it was not surprising that soon after leaving school, I went looking for love and comfort in the world. I turned my back on God and started a life which can be described as wine, woman and song. The world looked a whole lot more fun than the church, and I embraced my new pursuit of fun and comforting myself with enthusiasm. Seven years later, my life was a mess. I was pretending I was having fun on the outside. But inside I was dying. My soul was dying. Just an aside, whilst I was in that state through those seven years, there were two occasions when Christians came and approached me and, uh, and just reminded me that even in my rotten state, that God was still pursuing me with his extravagant love. So what changed? In 1993, 
me and the mess that was my life find ourselves back in church, an every nation church, a his people church back then, this church. And there I gave all my pain, my brokenness, sin and shame to my heavenly Father. Sorry. He redeemed me and set me back on a path of healing and restoration. For the next two years, I wept in church every Sunday as the Father lovingly restored my soul. The fruit from my restoration has been abundant and rich. I experience peace that I cannot explain. I live with it every single day of my life. Except, of course, when Pastor Simon or Lareka asked me to preach. <laughs> from an early age, God had put in my heart a desire to have a family and later on to do family differently than what had been modeled to me, to do it God's way. God has given me the desire of my heart. And when I look at the picture of my family, I hope it's there on the screen, I could never have imagined this blessing in my future when I was in the midst of my despair. One of the negative outcomes of me judging my own parents' failures was I made an inner vow that I would never ever adopt. In my wisdom, I thought that if I had my own biological children, that that was the way to have a successful family. What a lie and deception that was when one considers God's heart for adoption, the fatherless and the lonely. We Gentiles are all adopted, right? <laughs> As you can see from our picture, God broke my inner vow. The adoption of our son Timothy is a story for another day. But God has gone on this amazingly, amazingly richly rewarding journey that has already seen many victories, small and large. Our family's lives are richer because of Timothy. Making Jesus Lord of every area of my life has not made my life always easy, but when I look back, no matter the trial, the fruit has always been good. In God, we all get a fresh start for us and our children and our children's children. So what does the Father heart of God look like? Do you know the Father? There's a difference between knowing about God and knowing Him personally. God does not want you to just know about Him. He wants you to know Him personally, intimately. John 1.12 says, To all who received Him, who believed in His name, He gave power to become children of God. To become a child of God begins through the saving work of Jesus. So what is God the Father like? He is like Jesus. John 14 says, I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. And if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Jesus, teaching his disciples to pray, tells them to start with our Father. It's that easy to talk to the Heavenly Father. And that Father can be translated Papa or Daddy. So intimate. He is like the fruit of the indwelling Holy Spirit. He is love. He is joy, he is peace, he is patience, he is kindness, he is gentleness, he is faithfulness, he is self-control. God the Father is the perfect parent. He always disciplines in love, is faithful, generous, kind and just. 
and longs to spend time with you and me. To father our children in partnership with the perfect parent is like having an exam paper before the exam. It transforms what is otherwise incredibly difficult into a joy. He is waiting, like the father in the prodigal son story, to shower, lavish, extravagantly his love upon you and upon me. This picture of our family is a testimony of the fruit of what Jesus did with my brokenness. And he can and he wants to do the same for us all, no matter how broken or tragic our backstory is. Will you allow him? I just want to invite the ministry team to, to come up. And I really just want us to just have a time for, of prayer and ministry just for anyone who struggles with the image of a loving father. If that's you, I want to invite you just to come up. If there's, there's ministry team is here, I welcome you to come up right now. And we're just going to play a worship song and just trust God to maybe bring that, that the start of a journey of the healing of your soul. What he did for me, he can do for you. So if you're a dad and you feel like you haven't been the greatest, you need to repent, I'd invite you to come up as well and just receive the Father's forgiveness. Just also his blessing to be a better dad. If any of you have like father wounds where there's fatherlessness, where there's absent fathers, where there's even been abuse, just would invite any of you just to come forward and, and receive some prayer. So, is there anyone like that? Anyone? Come. Awesome. Come, don't be shy. I just know, as I say, that what I was saying about my story is the richness of the blessing of having my soul redeemed. And I just encourage you, come, come forward, receive that prayer. Amen.